Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. Typically, we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and get through between five and seven of them. It's not a review show. We're not critics in a traditional sense. We don't make a lot of value judgments about what we hear. We just uh, talk about punk and hardcore. It's one of the only things that either of us really enjoy. So uh, we congregate once every week and discuss it. Sometimes we really like stuff. Sometimes we don't. But ultimately, the goal is to just get new new music out into the world, into your ears. We encourage people to go support it by purchasing uh, merch, you know, uh, seven inches, tapes, LPs, whatever you can. And hopefully very soon, uh, going and seeing bands again as... Uh, the, uh, the the increased rate of vaccination continues to skyrocket. I'm getting mine on Tuesday, and uh, we're already kind of starting to talk about like what the first shows back at the Bug House are going to look like, um, all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm getting pretty psyched to hopefully within the next you know several months uh, get to get to like host and attend some some shows again and like see bands start touring again and shit. I'm not like holding my breath for a super rapid rollout of normalcy, but I am nonetheless getting pretty psyched psyched on the premise. So in the meantime, uh, yeah, you know, just if you like and if you hear anything that you like, um, go out and support it in the only way that you really can right now, which is by purchasing physical media from these bands. So before we talk about anything else, Nate, you you said that you have had something uh, something weighing on you, something that you've been sitting on for the past few days that you wanted to talk about. So I, I guess let's let's well, let's. Hear well, it. I didn't I didn't necessarily say I wanted to introduce it that way and be like, hey guys, check this out. Um, <laughs> right, this is just I, I I wanted to I wanted to feel like I wasn't a crazy racist, and I wanted somebody to tell me that I'm not. <laughs> okay. That's okay. always, that's like not, that's never like the best intro to something. But <laughs> that's why I said that, I, you know, we might not want to like actually talk about this on air, but record it because it might be interesting. Who knows, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I've been sitting in Zoom meetings and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a meeting the other day and... God, I don't even know how to I don't even know how to say this without sounding absolutely fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> okay. I mean, give it a give it a like, shot. Like or just completely out of touch, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, decolonization is a, is is a word that is, you know, sort of like becoming more common right now, which is, you know, it's not just like acknowledging like indigenous folks and the lands that they you know, the land that was stolen from them and so forth. Mm. But it's, it's more than that, but you know, land acknowledgements and like indigenous acknowledgements are becoming more common in certain sort of, uh, I guess, fields in certain sort of, um, meetings and groups. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's about fucking time. Right. Um, like, you know, I've said before, like, Fort Wayne should be called Kikianga, right? That's his sure. fucking name, right? Yeah, definitely. But also, I sit in on plenty of meetings where this becomes almost ritual when someone gets to talk on Zoom in the meeting. They say like, well, I just wanted to acknowledge first uh, from my office, I am sitting in the lands of the, you know, the stolen lands of the Potawatomi tribe and that sort of thing. And, and it really kind of feels rote. Sure. Yeah, of course. And like when you're on a Zoom meeting with a bunch of, you know, basically white folks and they're all saying that, I'm wondering like, what what is the fucking point of that, right? Yeah. 
right? Like, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm totally out of touch. I get it. But like, what is, what is the fucking point of that? You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I was, I, I was on a zoom meeting and folks were talking about this sort of stuff. And, and, you know, there were several speakers that that was the, the first thing that they said before they started talking about whatever it is they were going to talk about. Right. And at this point then, like, you know, like I, I get it, man, but like, you know, okay. You know, like, like it <laughs> yeah. just feels like lip service. It's, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of difference between, from my perspective, between that in a Zoom meeting, right? In the context of a Zoom meeting and like, uh, you know, a support the troops sticker on the back of your fucking truck. Who gives a shit? Sure. Yeah. It's not doing anything to tr- change the material conditions of the world in which we live. <laughs> no, it's not. And like, I, <laughs> It sucks, you know, the trail of death for the, the the Potawatomi because there's like the trail of tears, but there's also the trail of death where like the Potawatomi and like the upper Midwest, like, you know, the Miami and Potawatomi were forced to go to Oklahoma too. That was called the trail of death. Like, yeah, that shit sucks, right? But like crying about it on Zoom ain't going to do fuck, fuck all, right? <laughs> no, of course not. No. So like, what is, what is, what is, what is why, why are you doing this, right? Right, yeah. And, and like, it's just lip service on a fucking meeting, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess the only, the only like compelling, remotely compelling counter argument I think that could be presented for that is that like it's incumbent upon white folks who find themselves in like positions of privilege, uh, you know, one's not extending beyond like the inherent position of their whiteness, but just even in, in so far as they are white and never have to deal with any sort of relative social uh social hurdles based upon the color of their skin it's incumbent upon them to at least acknowledge these things even in private even in circles amongst other white people uh to hold one another accountable and shit and i suppose that some remotely compelling argument could be made for that but like at what point does it just become like masturbatory at what point does it become just like a circle jerk of guilt tripping and like at what point is has has the elephant in the room been acknowledged to the extent that like it's no longer uh, necessary or helpful or productive to mention it in Zoom meetings, you know, every single week, uh, especially at not as it doesn't pertain to any of the topics being discussed, you know, I mean. I, this is like such a massive, a massive uh, can of worms. And I don't mean can of worms even in a negative sense, but in just in the sense that like there is so much to be potentially talked about here that it would probably monopolize the entirety of our show if we would like. Oh, oh, oh it sure, it certainly would. Like, I, you know, and, and, you know, knowing one of us, we'd fucking say something stupid. <laughs> Yeah, for you sure. You know what we I prob- mean? Just, we probably already have, but we like- probably already have, and that's why I said like I don't know if we want to like air it. You know what I'm saying? And also because you know, yeah, for sure. But I think I think again that like it and and this could. At what point does talking about this in these really almost like it does it start feeling like not just like an empty gesture, but almost like crass and condescending like in the way in which we're selective about whose suffering we choose to like acknowledge and feel guilt about and like i think fundamental that's that's why like i've been fucking spun on it since since like you know a few days ago like yeah I'm just kind of like, I come back to it. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe I am a crazy fucking racist. <laughs> no, nah, I you think I, th- I think fundamentally what I'm getting at is just that like by simply paying lip service to these sorts of things and like doing nothing else at all, 
I think is the way that you arrive at intersectional authoritarianism or intersectional imperialism or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's how you arrive at having like, you know, a trans person of color president who is like still enforcing like hyper capitalist neoliberal policies that like target the poor and that, and that, uh, you know, are co-signing fucking drone strikes in Syria or whatever. It's like, the 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 moral compass of society externally or like cosmetically continues to readjust and and point by all appearances more towards true north and justice but like the fundamental fabric of that society doesn't change materially a whole lot at all and like the material reality of the the most um disadvantaged in that society doesn't change a whole lot at all but like people's attitudes and people's language becomes increasingly aligned with like radical what were previously considered like radical positions but like nothing really gets better for people at the bottom and like the lowest rung and i think that's the thing that like really perturbs me about this whole phenomenon is that people are like out here saying like yeah we acknowledge this is stolen land and whatnot and fundamentally that's good but what does it do and like at what point does this like circle jerk and like self-congratulatory back padding actually become really damaging um and like how much does it really absolve you of the responsibility that you have to adjust your lifestyle in a way that would actually make it better for these people you know so th yeah. that's where my and, head goes to with this and, shit. and at some point it also i mean i don't know because i'm not you know i'm not an indigenous person or anything like that but I would have to imagine at some point stuff, stuff like that just kind of feels like pandering as well. For sure. I see a lot of posts, like, especially with like increased like uh, violence towards Asian folks that like, you know, check up on your Asian friends. Some of them might not be doing too well. And I saw kind of like similar posts when a lot of the protests were going on last, last year, you know, like check up on your black homies and shit. And it's just like, dude, I know for a fact that if I just texted my black friends, like, Hey, are, are you okay right now? they would yeah. th that's like deeply infantilizing and they wouldn't appreciate it you know what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah. like it, i don't know like i i trust i trust any of my black friends or asian friends or whatever that if they're going through it they'll reach out to me just like any of my other fucking friends would do and it's not incumbent upon me to treat them like children who can't deal with their emotions you know what i'm saying like i don't know dude i think we live in a really interesting time in the sense that like what was previously sort of like the identity politics that were previously regulated to sort of like subculture spaces have extended into like just like the modern workplace and i think it's kind of like anything where like the pendulum is going to swing back the other way eventually to some extent and like the sensible components of like this line of thought are going to stay in place and then the weird sort of fringy elements that like nobody was really with but everyone was just paying lip service to to not be caught out here saying the wrong thing those will like eventually fall by the wayside and people will look back and uh recall how fucking stupid they were for participating in it in the first place that's my feeling yeah i don't know man if if the fucking world was run by fucking trans hemiplegic Inuit people, it would still probably be a fucking shitty place. <laughs> right. Yes. And you that's, know what I mean? Like, yes. like there's still, you're still going to probably going to be shitty. 
one hundred percent. You know, that, that's like the like, kernel of truth that all of this shit generally people, avoids. People are going to be what they're going to be, and the rich are going to get rich, and the poor are going to get fucking dead. And it don't matter who the fuck's in charge. It just sucks when it's the same motherfuckers in charge year after year after year after year after year. One hundred percent. And I think also it like uh, uh, not to like well we can stop talking about it after this, but I think that reality is becoming more apparent to to a lot of folks too who were previously like very caught up in identity politics and they're like beginning to see the way in which like class really is the thing because like the higher up you go in the echelons of power, the less people give a shit about like race or orientation or anything. It's just like, are you in the same tax bracket as me? And are you willing to protect uh, the interests of the rich, and if so, we do not give a fuck how you identify, just so long as you're willing to step on the most uh, socioeconomically disadvantaged in our society along with us, then you're good to go. You know what I'll I mean? Tell you what, how how much do you want to fucking bathe in Elon Musk's blood? Uh, quite a lot. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. I I would drain him and then let him produce more, just so like he had enough blood I could fill a bathtub with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd burn his fucking stack of money in front of him while I bathed in his fucking blood. <laughs> and then I'd launch his ass to Mars because he sure as shit ain't going there, but you're going to fucking die for him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think uh, I think a lot of people occupy literally that exact same Dude, how, emotional how space. You got to be like, hey, why don't you take a trip to Mars? I'll fucking build some rockets and shit. And uh, it's, it'll be like science. It'll be like a Matt Damon movie. Are you coming? No, 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 no. I'm not going along. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's also been on my mind too. I don't know why, but I, 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 uh, I got a real bug up my ass about old Elon Musk. I think the conclusion is that uh, you're in no way uh <laughs> crazy racist or going down some sort of maga uh thought spiral but that uh in fact you're actually uh unknowingly just mirroring what uh, a lot of left leaning folks are going through at this time which is that uh uh, they're becoming increasingly disenchanted with identity politics and beginning to understand like the critical component that class consciousness plays in actual social change. Well, that sounds boring. All right. So let's, uh, let's pivot to what the show is actually about, which is music. Um, you know, on some weeks I'll come on here and say, Hey, you know, the queue queue's looking pretty, pretty strong. It's looking pretty varied. Um, not this week. Um, <laughs> this week the queue is looking, I don't know, man, it's not looking super promising, but, uh, but let's go through it. Nonetheless, there are a few on here that look like they, uh, they could be high points if we land on them, but there's a lot of stuff on here that I'm looking at it. I'm giving it a side eye. I'm like, mm, I'm not so sure about this, but let's, let's see. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll be proven wrong. So first up, we've got the weekly international submission from John Berg of the band The Path. Um, this week, it is a band called Loutspell with a record called Burning Lust, and they are a band from Bandung, Indonesia. If you're not familiar, um, Southeast Asia and Indonesia in specific has had like an incredibly vibrant and active punk and hardcore scene for many, many years. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm always interested to hear new stuff out of this area of the world just because there's often really good shit coming out of here. Then we have got the band Petrov with Flowerbed. This was submitted by John Fett. 
They are a band from Charlotte, North Carolina. He said, it's more likely that I will enjoy this than you. He compared it favorably to the band Tiger's Jaw, who I do enjoy a lot, but they're one of those bands that like uh, I don't enjoy necessarily a lot of their contemporaries, um, and I certainly don't enjoy a whole lot of the also-rans of this sort of general scene, so it'll be a toss-up on whether or not I like this or not. I couldn't tell you what Tiger's Jaw sounds like at all. All I can tell you is that I probably don't like them based on the people that do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then uh, next up, we've got Oma Coloni with Alismi. Alis uh, Alis They're a band from Finland. This was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats. He described it as like... Uh, crust that is bordering on grind. Most of the songs are like thirty seconds long. He said they all generally follow, um, you know, the same the same format from song to song. Then we have got Meat Wave with Yell at the Moon. This is a band from Chicago, Illinois. It was sent in by Derek M. And uh, this is a band whose name I know. I think maybe we'd like. I don't know, man. Maybe we played shows in the same circles or whatever when I was like playing more on that sort of like indie rock emo circuit years ago because i know they've been around since like the early 2010s i want to say um so i know i'm familiar with this band but i don't think i've ever heard a note of music um derek who sent this in said that this song <clears throat> that they submitted um sounds like somebody was listening to slint on their way to practice to write this song and i like slint a whole lot so if that comparison is apt i i might enjoy this then next up, we've got Daisy Chain with Tragic Magic. This is a band from Orlando, Florida. It was sent in by Fatty Hurst, a.k.a. Todd. Um, he said it's just uh, good power pop stuff. Then we have got Bolster with their self-titled debut release. This is a hardcore band from Cincinnati, Ohio. It was sent in by Joel Enneking. Um, I know Joel a little bit just via the internet. I think he's bought uh, a handful of like Cincinnati Bengals gear for me over the last several months, and uh, we interact every once in a while here and there online, but uh, I have not listened to his band yet. Then we have got the band Move with Freedom Dreams. This is a band from Boston. This was sent in by Chad Textbook, who listens to the show and is a very active member of the Discord, a uh, homie of mine from uh, Evansville, Indiana. This is uh, a newer band that got picked up by Triple B recently, and uh, I listened to one of the tracks off of this, and it really was not my shit, but uh, I didn't give it a fair shake, so if we land on it, I will go into it with an open mind. Then we have got Nowheres with the Way Back Home demo. This is a band from Sweden. It was sent in by Matthias Grain. I'm not sure if Matthias is in the band or not, but uh, man, they went full Euro on the submission. We got the whole press kit. We got promo pics. Oh, so, so what you're saying is that um, you're halfway you're halfway to a decision on whether you like Nowhere. <laughs> yes, I'm halfway to a decision. Yes. So, like they they name checked some bands that like are good, like Fast Break and Unity and shit like that, but. Yeah, it like it, we got a whole press kit, like you know, who they've shared stages with, all that kind of stuff. So it's just like, mm, all right, nope. well, yeah. yeah, okay, you're telling no me a cares. lot, you're telling me a lot just with that, but okay. Um, then we have got Road Pig with their self titled release. This is a band from New Jersey, it was sent in by Russ Hayden. I was not provided uh, any context for this whatsoever. And then last up. 
We have Body Maintenance with their self-titled release. This is an Australian band. It was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. Um, he said it's uh, good post-punk shit. And I mean, Australian plus post-punk typically equals something that I'm going to enjoy. And then when you add in the fact that it's a uh, Ryan Donahoe submission, that uh, that ups the probability of us enjoying it even more. I feel like I might have heard this, um, but I don't remember what it sounded like. Word. I, I feel like I feel like I've seen this before. So cool. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up first tonight. Two. Okay, two is Petrov. The Bandcamp is PetrovCLT.bandcamp.com. So this is the band that John Fett sent in that he uh, compared favorably to Tiger's Jaw. Um, just looking at it, it doesn't necessarily look like it's about to be my shit, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go into this with an open mind nonetheless. Um, they, it looks like they've got the first song on here queued up to play, so we'll just go with that one. So we're going to listen to Outlier by Petrov off of their EP Flower Bed.
Okay, so we just listened to the song Outlier by Petrov off of their EP Flowerbed. So, like I said, John compared this favorably to Tiger's Jaw. I, I could kind of see that a little bit. Um, it was definitely reminiscent of a band like Turnover, um, who uh, they have a record that I, I do really like. But to touch on something that you've talked about a lot on this show, Nate, and I have spoken about a little bit less, but have kind of a parallel experience to yours. You know, you talk about bands like Lifetime and and Seaweed and like Sam I Am and stuff and how so much of your connection to and like continued enjoyment of those bands is just the emotional connection that you forged with them during like a very specific time in your life. Mm -hmm. And so much of my attachment to bands that exist in this world is exactly the same. So, you know, my attach, attachment to, to bands like Tiger's Jaw um, or Turnover or whatever, bands that are exist in this general world of sort of like indie rock that clearly is coming out of people who used to be playing pop punk. Um, you know, so much of that is just, I was 21 and I was playing shows with these bands and I was becoming friends with a lot of people in these bands and they were doing something that at the time was also somewhat novel and had not yet become overplayed. It wasn't yet a thing that was being emulated by every shitty local band. Uh, you know, it, it was, prior to a time when everyone decided they were going to wear flannels and buy chorus pedals and, and pretend that they weren't, um, you know, not, but pretend that they were not even yet conceived in 1995. You know, it was like, it was a time when like people doing Texas is the reason worship and shit like that was still pretty novel. Um, and it was still kind of a small self-contained scene. And so like, the emotional connections that I forged with a lot of that music, um, it just doesn't extend out that, that sort of like that good faith and that those warm feelings just don't really extend out to like the larger contemporary scene um, of this kind of stuff. So while I do find it pretty inoffensive, it's just, it's just not my shit. And largely it's, it never really has been with the exception of just a handful of bands. This to me is, way too polished uh, to be in my wheelhouse. And it largely does fall in that category of, of just like bands that are aiming for, um, I guess, a more sort of mature, refined indie rock approach, but are clearly coming from like pop punk and, and emo background. Um, and it just doesn't do a whole lot for me. I understand why people like this kind of stuff for sure and i like i've always understood the appeal to some level and a few of those bands have gotten through to me over the years but uh but yeah largely i just don't really engage with this kind of stuff this was fine you know but uh it, it didn't make me feel anything i would definitely not spend any any more time with this how'd you feel about it nate i don't understand why people like this at all okay um I'm, I'm sure people do. I don't understand why people like Imagine Dragons, right? I don't understand why people <laughs> like Miley Cyrus, right? And this isn't sonically the same thing as that, but as far as like my uh, my sphere of interest, yeah, it it could it, it's it's just as far away. Sure, right. I mean, this is this is so far separate from anything that I would consider interesting, or like punk, or I don't know, uh, like vital there's this song to me like this shit just doesn't have any like genuine vitality right or anything other than like um a lot of a lot of uh 
a lot of miming and a lot of fucking nasal gazing, nasal gazing, Na- navel gazing. For sure. Um, yeah. I just can't fathom. I, You know, we've talked before, like, I can't understand, like, I can't fathom being in Imagine Dragons, right? And writing a song, we're like, yep, that's the one. Right, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. yes, we fucking love playing this music. This is great, right? This is really good stuff. Love fucking playing it. It's fun. The fucking, the fans are going to have fun, right? Like, I, I can't, I can't imagine ever having fun listening to music like this. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think I can, because there was a time when I did, like I said, in, in sort of very specific instances, but like there is when this sort of music specifically becomes sort of like rote and formulaic, um, it, you know, even, even the most sort of like vital and energetic music, even hardcore and, and punk, if it becomes too rote and formulaic can feel empty and uh and lose vitality and shit so when you're already playing music that like sonically is not on the cutting edge is not like super um super energetic and then that becomes sort of like rote and you're 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 gonna lose me really quickly i think a lot of the bands that were playing this stuff when this sort of scene was was this kind of microcosm was just emerging in like the late aughts early 2010s a lot of those bands did have like a, a shit ton of youthful energy and the shows did sort of feel just like hardcore shows with bands playing softer music, largely how probably like a lot of, I'm, I'm just chill. I'm just saying like the kids were like going off, having a good time. There was a shit ton of energy, probably in the same way that a lot of people felt attracted to the same sort of thing that was happening when like Texas is the reason was playing shows and shit. But before that sort of music became, we're sitting with our fucking legs crossed at a show sort of thing. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of energy at those shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it was fucking laughable, right? Like <laughs> when you were, when you were doing your fucking grandpa guitar shit, um, around town and you would play those like fucking like, you know, folk shows, I guess, or acoustic singer songwriter shows. And everybody would be like, try to like finger point and sing along with certain parts of certain songs for certain people. It's so fucking stupid. (laughs) It's so fucking stupid. I don't fucking tell me you feel a fucking goddamn thing. Don't tell me that one fucking neuron in your amygdala is firing genuine, excited emotion to like, this dude in a fucking scully cap strumming on his fucking acoustic (laughs) guitar, right? And singing about like the times, you know, the times before when he's the fucking ripe old age of 24, right? (laughs) Don't fucking tell me that it's one goddamn thing. It's all pantomime. And I, 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 I can't, I almost feel embarrassed for people when they get excited about shit like that. I like, like, like it, and I've been to plenty of shows where like a band like this will play and people like, I, it's me. I just can't fucking imagine anybody feeling anything listening to this, anything. <laughs> which I, which I get. And I'm, and I'm very sympathetic to, and like, I'm, I'm even willing to ride with you on the point of it being like deeply embarrassing on some level. However, I will, I will cape up for this shit, not this specifically, but like this in a larger, in a larger sense, uh, in that, like, I don't, I don't think it was pantomime for a lot of people, like any more so than like being psyched about hardcore is pantomime for a certain demographic of people. You know what I mean? I think, I think there were a whole lot of young kids 
who this was novel to. And uh, there were a whole lot of bands who were like bringing an exciting energy to this kind of stuff a decade plus ago. Um, and the shows were like vital and fun and energetic. They don't yeah. hold, they don't hold like, like I said, it doesn't hold a lot of value to me moving forward. And like, I think it was very much just sort of like a microcosm that you had to exist in um, and had to connect with like at a very specific time. But like, nah, I don't, I, I don't think it was pantomime. I think it's fucking pantomime, dude. It look, they look like the fucking peasants in Skyrim fucking swinging their, their ale around while the fucking bard sings about the dragonborn coming. <laughs> Right. Like, like it's fucking dumb. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Right. What, what do you think that like they were fucking moshing around a goddamn banjo and a campfire back in the olden days. Right. <laughs> and like, this obviously isn't that right. But this, this has a lot of elements of music that I fucking hate. Um, nothing could salvage this for me. Nothing. Um, there's, there's, there's no salvaging it. it, it the, the fucking, the fucking, you know, the fucking reverb or whatever on the guitars, you know, that fucking little bit of delay in the guitars um, gives me like flashbacks to like noodly fucking bullshit, like emo math rock shit, <laughs> um, you know, fucking bite it. Right. Um, the the nasal gave gazing and, and like all the, the, I mean, the nasal gazing, the na I can't say that, that fucking phrase, the navel gazing and like all the fucking introspection. Like, what are you trying to, I mean, maybe you feel something, but you know, I don't feel anything, but almost utter pure derision. Right. Um, <laughs> like, no, no, no. I, this, this, this is a relationship ender, right? <laughs> this music is a fucking relationship ender. Like if you are friends or like, you know, partners with somebody and they're like part of the condition of the fucking relationship is you're going to have to listen to this shit sometimes. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel it's just not worth it. Right. It's just it. not fucking worth it. Right. Like, dude, if, if I got in a car with you and you put this on, yeah. I don't care where we're going. I ain't going. <laughs> Well, you don't have uh, you don't have to worry about that. I won't be doing that. Uh, like I said, this uh, this not only has this ship sailed for me, but I I never really I was never really aboard it. I was just kind of uh, I just kind of walked up to the dock and and kind of and and looked around and said, yeah, okay, there's some cool stuff out here. That's yeah, all right. So 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 my the only the only the only like you know like like I ain't despite what I just said like I ain't fucking actually mad. I don't give a shit. Like you know what I mean like. Yeah, this is this is like for uh, this is for like young folks that want to cry about thinking that they feel real things and like things might be important. Sure. Yeah. So that's undeniably right? true. Yes. Yeah. But then sooner or later you realize that you don't actually feel very much of anything. Right. Um, when it gets down to it. Right. Sure. Yes. This is like like this. This reminds me of folks that might like like cry at how deep like you know you know the fucking last Airbender might be. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Like how deep the fucking character development is and the relationships between the fucking characters, the airbender, right? A fucking kids show, right? Yeah, there's some overlap, I imagine, in those in those two circles. Yeah, you know, for the folks that are like crying about, you know, I don't know what the fuck, you know, whatever fucking cartoon fucking animals people they're watching on some fucking anime, right? Yeah. You know, who gives a shit, right? Grow the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here and grow the fuck up. Just go have some fucking kids already and fuck off. Right? Why don't, why don't you leave the basement to the men and get the fuck out? 
there you have it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Seven. All right. Seven is nowheres. The Bandcamp is nowheres.bandcamp.com. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at this too, you know, on top of just like getting the whole press kit in in the email, just looking at the slick, like this artwork is like the epitome of what I do not like. Um, there's there's a there's a lot of <laughs> we're such fucking pricks. <laughs> we're such shitty fucking pricks. There's such a goddamn fine line that needs to be tread. Right? You have to make me feel something, but don't make me feel something stupid or try to. Right? Yeah. You have to look just right, but you, which indicates that if you want to look just right, you got to put a certain amount of effort in, but don't make it look like you put effort in. And sure as shit, don't put too much effort in. Right? Yeah. Like there's so, it's such a goddamn fine line because honestly, like the artwork itself, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Right. I guess like the, the whole thing is fine. You know, it's, it, it, uh, it actually looks like it might actually be like, maybe it's fake, but it looks almost like it might be like real, like, you know, ink, pen and ink on fucking paper or something, you know, maybe, um, who knows, but like, <laughs> You're already preloaded because they're like, hey, we're taking our music seriously. Here's our press kit. Here's what we like and that sort of thing. And you're already halfway to fucking flushing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I feel like I feel like you're setting them up to fail. <laughs> yeah, you're not fucking wrong, man. Right. So so let's not let's not let's just stop putting our finger on the scales of justice here. <laughs> Okay. okay. Yeah, fair enough. We're, I'm just going to clear my mind and go into this with no with no uh, predispositions one way or the other. So we'll listen to the uh, opening track off of this EP. So we're going to listen to Looking for a Way Back Home by Nowheres off of the Way Back Home demo.
Okay, so we just heard Looking for a Way Back Home by Nowheres off of the Way Back Home demo. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Um, you know, for what it was, it's fine. You know, this, you, you mentioned like, you know, sportswear or whatever and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's fine. It's not like I like sportswear. I have sportswear seven inches because they're funny. It's not like I have them because I think I, I like them, you know? Um, <laughs> what a cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't like this band. I just have the seven inches because it's fucking funny. <laughs> it is. They thank, like, like it's, you know, they thank Coca Cola and Nike and, you know, that's a sure, joke or whatever, yes. but it's, it's pretty funny, right? You know, yeah. like there's a funny thing to it. And, and like sonically, yeah, there's, obviously fucking youth crew inspired shit with a little bit of fucking post something in there. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Right. If I saw this band live in a basement, sure. I'll go check them out. All the more interested if I'm in the States and they're from fucking Sweden and they're playing a basement in the States. Right. Yeah. I'll enjoy it while it's playing. I'm not going to fucking seek it out. I'm not going to like put it on in my own time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'll just go listen to fucking youth at today or something. You know, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll look, I'll, I'll go listen to the progenitors of this sort of stuff um, because I don't really have any attachment to like m- this doesn't scratch any sort of itch for me anymore. And right. yeah. And it's not, it's not a thing that I'm a part of anymore. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's just not that it's fine, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so this is like this is a little bit less polished than I expected it to be, and and I was pleased at that for sure. And that but was good too, for sure. It 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 definitely did occupy kind of this the the lane that I expected it to, and you know they they name checked um, you know fast break in my eyes, uh, dag nasty, which there's some of that in here too. I could definitely hear in my eyes and dag nasty in that, but I would just rather go listen to in my eyes and dag nasty. Yeah, for sure. And 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 this kind of this brand of of sort of like fast melodic post youth crew hardcore is another thing that like I had a moment with because it was having a moment as I was like becoming involved in in hardcore in a larger way in my teens like you know you had bands like champion who were then like you know in bands like betrayed and stuff and then you were getting the tail end of bands like american nightmare and and carry Mm -hmm. on and all of these bands that were definitely coming out of sort of like the fast youth crew revival scene but they were doing something a little bit different they were in incorporating you know more melodic influences and uh, i connected with some of those bands but i think largely a lot of bands playing this type type of music now i just i don't have access to the same earnestness of feeling that i did when i was 17 years old <laughs> exactly exactly like you know um th- that's exactly it you know i listen to that are, it's kind of similar to what we just said about fucking petrov right yeah um i mean i didn't like petrov you know fucking anything about it front to back but like it just doesn't it doesn't evoke anything in me right yeah you know like i'll go back and listen to that first you know in my eyes full length and you know yeah that still fucking scratches an itch for me and, and it takes me back to a place but i don't have that's what i'm saying like it's not part of like anything that i'm involved in anymore right it's yeah it's for just sure. a sound at that point it's just a sound right yeah i, I guess i guess like i mean and I'm less far along this path than than you are, and maybe I'm maybe my symptoms will never become as pre- quite as pronounced as yours. But like, I just I I don't the the emotional spectrum that 
is available to me at this point in my life. <clears throat> it just doesn't include um, it doesn't include the 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 point in the point on which this kind of sort of emotional melodic hardcore exists. You know, I just mm-hmm. like I said, I just don't have access to it, and it's not that I don't wish that I did because I, I really do. <laughs> But um, no, but, you don't. No, you don't. Think about I, it. Think about how fun it is being a flippant, cynical prick, right? For sure. I mean, yo, to be, yes, to be frank, <laughs> I am like actually in a material sense happier than I've ever been in my entire life, for sure. Um, like in a real sort of measurable way. Like I'm really pleased with my myself and my life, for sure. And I, I definitely don't miss being. Um, emotional in a way that sort of like compromised my my own happiness and like uh well-being for sure but there is part of me that does miss the ability to like get real hyped up on like uh uh, an emotional finger point (laughs) to some to some like to some like middling melodic hardcore for sure but i don't know i don't miss that overall and overall i i don't i don't wish that i had access to that uh to that part of my brain anymore and I'm glad to see it go but when stuff like this plays I do sometimes have a, a pang of regret for uh for feelings lost feelings lost to time uh and and just think yeah it would be it would be cool if I could get hype about this and 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 shit like this would make me really feel something but it doesn't really and that's okay here's the thing earnesty of emotion is just generally kind of lame because most things don't deserve it Right. Yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah. Like, so, so like, you know, yeah, like having like an overly earnest and that's, I guess that's why like anymore, the the only punk that really interests me is the stuff that like is super fucking like shitty and cynical like me. Right. Because I, like, yeah. I, I just, I, I reserve my earnesty for things that actually fucking matter. I'm not going to fucking like pen some lyrics for a fucking song. I don't know. Looking for a way back home. I'm going to make some very sweeping judgments about what this song might be about. But like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Sure. What am I gonna, yeah. well, you know, fucking trying to find my way back home to where I feel like I belong. Who gives you shit? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, fuck for it. sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I like, think maybe I'm just, I'm done soul searching. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's exactly it. So like, you know, there's an A, you know, to get back to it, like, when you're younger, you're still figuring out where you're at, where you're fucking like, like, like who you are, you you know, and all right. that sort of stuff. And, uh, by the time you get to be me, you realize there's, you're fucked and it's hopeless. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so you get, you know, who gives a shit, right. right. You, you give up and, uh, or, or, or like you just, you know, you just sort of fall into like this well of your own gravity if you're me, but like, you know, so, so I get it. Like, that's why I like that. I like, I don't give a shit about anything past the first in my eyes record um, from that band. And I don't listen like last week we had like, what was the band on? I was like, I don't listen, a slug. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was kind of sort of it, it slug was definitely more negative in, in sure. tone and, and like, and aggressive, but like the same thing. It was like, I don't listen to a ton of stuff like that because it doesn't really like, it, it doesn't evoke very much in me. I don't right. have like, maybe if I knew the dudes in a band like this, right. Sure. And, yeah. and like, then I would have like an emotional connection to it or a social connection to it. But without it, like musically, this is just a fucking sound because it doesn't evoke anything into in me. Yeah. And uh, well, at least it doesn't like, um, make me like feel bad, like Petrov. 
<laughs> yeah, at least it doesn't do that for sure. You know, but like, yeah, I mean, so musically, this is fine. And I can see why people would like this. I definitely, there was a time in my life, circa 1998, 99, you know what I mean? Where this would have made more sense to me, but it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me now. Right. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Oh, g- g- give me, give me cynical flippancy any day. Yes. Agreed entirely. Um, so there you go. Uh, if, uh, if, you're, if you're not, if you're not a burnt out husk, then I do, I'm telling you what, this is super negative because, um, you know, basically, uh, racist, misogynist, um, colonialist that doesn't feel anything and makes fun of fucking people that, you know, actually do feel for something. Right. <laughs> that's your, that's your self-description. It seems to be that way, man. I'm telling you what. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, I think you're just a. You're you're a honed blade in a drawer of dull knives. That's all it is, man. I, I I don't know, man. I just have a hard time believing people are real, right? I yeah. have a hard time believing people are fucking real. Yeah, sure. I I think I think uh, I think if you live long enough. Uh, you only naivety could uh could convince you of anything else right yeah i think so i think so uh so there you go nowhere is pretty good but nonetheless makes uh nate and i feel absolutely nothing <laughs> there you go yeah, i mean I, totally fine right i'd go I, like i said i'd totally see them sure if they were in my vicinity and i wouldn't be mad i'd be all the more interested because the novelty of sweden but like personally just hearing it cold I don't have, it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't evoke it. I could see why people like it, but for me, nah. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of people in our, in our listenership who enjoy this. So, uh, at such a time that this is available to, to, to purchase, if you like it, go, go out and do it, support this kind of stuff while you still have the emotional range to do so. Um, all right, let's roll the dice. Eight. Okay. Eight is body maintenance. The band camp is bodymaintenance.bandcamp.com. This is a post-punk band from Melbourne, Australia that was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. Uh, the artwork looks sick. It's from Melbourne. It's post-punk. It was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. I imagine I'm going to like this, but uh, uh, let's not speak too soon, I guess. So the song that they have queued up to play is the fourth song on here, Sheets. So we'll go with that one. So we're going to listen to Sheets by Body Maintenance off of their self-titled EP.
All right, we just heard the song Sheets by Body Maintenance off of their self-titled EP, and Nate, how'd you feel about it? Mm, that was good. Sure was. Um, yeah, that was that was uh, right up my alley as far as stuff like this is concerned. I mean, you know, in, in, in the little blurb about it, talking about like second, second Empire Justice era blitz and so forth. Yeah, Depeche Mode, right? It had, it had that nice bleak goth edge to it that, I, that uh, um, makes this feel less... Um, uh, less false sure. than like some of the, some of the other stuff that we've heard tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's like not a world away in terms of, of like, it's not, it's not a total world away from, to my ear from like uh Petrov per se. It's just, it's got hard, it's got a harder edge. It's got that goth element. Like, like I said, like early Depeche mode, um, new model army, stuff like that. Um, that was in there that, uh, yeah, I dug it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's that's like an interesting observation, right? Like because fundamentally you're you're playing with chorus pedals and reverb and you're fucking around with melody and like to to an outsider there's not a whole lot of like easily identifiable differences that would explain why something like this is very appealing to us and something like Petrov isn't. And obviously if you're in this world, the differences seem obvious and they don't need to be expounded upon, but like fundamentally at its core, like the two forms are not worlds apart for sure. But, Mm -hmm. but I do think that in general, post-punk and goth tinged post-punk like this, um, in this world, it does encapsulate like a sort of, uh, a sort of like cynicism, and like bleak component that just appeals to me and always has since I was a kid. I've always liked music that sounds like this. I don't know what it is about this. I mean, part of it might just be growing up with music like this being played in my house. My uncle was super, super into post-punk and goth and shit. My dad to a a somewhat lesser extent, but you know, they name check the chameleons in the write up who I fucking love. Um, you know, I, I don't know this, this kind of music has appealed to me since I can remember. Um, and as I've said on previous episodes, I'm, I'm not at all bummed about the resurgence in popularity of this kind of stuff right now. And I'm especially not bummed about the fact that a lot of these bands are, are coming out of the hardcore scene and are inserting a little bit of like a hardcore and punk, um, undertone into like sonic element into some of this stuff. This is pretty, pretty much squarely in the realm of like early to mid eighties, uh, synthy post-punk though, uh, not a whole lot of hardcore in this, but like just solid driving anthemic post-punk shit. And I've got nothing bad to say about it. As I said, I think the formula of, uh, Australia plus post-punk plus Ryan Donahoe submission, it pretty much cemented the fact that I was going to like this, uh, along with the artwork being great. Yeah, this is, this is really good. Yeah. I got nothing bad to say about it. It's, it's, it's sick. I want to listen to the rest of this for sure. Yeah, for sure. It just, I don't know, man, it, it pulls from, it, 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 it sounds cooler. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? It just sounds cooler. Right. For sure. Um, and, and in the, in like the header sort of picture there, uh, the person playing the keyboards has a suburban lawn shirt on. So yeah. you, if you see somebody in a band with a suburban lawn shirt on, unless they're really fucking up, probably going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, cause that's, that's indicative of a, a certain pedigree of taste. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, man, the more we talk, 
the, the more apparent it becomes, especially since not that I'm not always aware of this, but especially since you pointed it out tonight that we we really are a couple of fucking inscrutable pricks, you know, like like how do you how do you please us, right? Well, apparently it's by doing something that is marginally different than other shit that we've heard, but by wearing a t-shirt of a band that we both really like. <laughs> Gives you a little bit of a head, a head nod, you know what I mean? Okay, okay, all right. I see, I see. Like, if if I wonder if John, in his submission with Petrov, if he just said, um, "Reminiscent of Suburban Lawn," <laughs> instead of Tiger's Jaw, right? Yeah. I uh, wonder how that would have changed my reaction to it. I, I think not at like, all because it's so clearly not the case. That it's so think. clearly not the case, but it's almost like Pavlovian, right? Like you put that 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 suggestion. It's like this hypnotic suggestion where you 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 know I see a cool band or a band that I like or something that I like, and I associate it. There's this there's this mental association with it, and maybe like subconsciously, my brain digs and digs and digs and digs, and and, and it's just just trying to find Sioux tissue anywhere in, you know, Petrov, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, I don't know, but, um, it is kind of, but, but that's, you know, that's how it's always been, you know, I sure. hear walking down the street and you see some fucking dude with a backpack on, back patch on and you're like, yeah, pretty cool. Not anymore. Right. Not anymore. Right. I saw a dude walking down the street, carrying a skateboard with a Burzum fucking backpack, Sean. I mean, look at this fucking piece of shit <laughs> earlier today, you know? Yeah. Yes. Like, like not anymore. Like, I don't, I don't want to get to know you. Are you kidding me? Like, so what? You like a band that I like. Um, you're still a fucking piece of shit more than likely. Right. <laughs> yeah. But there was a time. There was a time when you give a little head nod, you'd look for those fucking flags. I mentioned like, you know, on the, on the Patreon, like, there was a time when, you know, you'd wear your flag and like fly your flag and wear things in your sleeve a little more. And anymore, I want to be as fucking inscrutable and inconspicuous as possible. Right. Yeah. I want to blend in to the point that you didn't even realize I was fucking there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess to, to wrap up our discussion of this kind of stuff, other than to say, yes, this is really fucking good. I like this a whole lot. Um, if this show is a testament to anything, if you if you could take away anything sort of like material and like a- applicable uh, broadly, it's that like humans truly are just like uh, biological computers because <laughs> because what like a profound statement. Humans are biological computers <laughs> because because we really have it's all just input and output man <laughs> we, yeah, i know I, I i know we're like we're like fucking walking inax right just fucking yeah. give me like the punch card and i'll spit out some fucking <laughs> beep, 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 some gibberish yeah. right give me the fucking punch card that says suburban lawns that's what and i'm fucking saying depeche mode and i'll be like oh pretty good that's what i'm saying that's really that's the only meaningful thing to take away from this is that yeah. you give me you give me the suburban lawns t-shirt and the cool artwork and the chorus pedal and i will tell you yes very good you give me you give me the fucking uh crocheted uh cover with the flowers and i will say no not good <laughs> say no no sir no no thank you sir <laughs> <laughs> okay all right next up where, next where up. are we at uh we've got we've, we've still got seven in the queue God, we've only made it through three yes yeah oh fuck yeah all right four 
All right. One, two, three, four. Okay. Four is Daisy Chain. The Bandcamp is daisy slash chain slash florida.bandcamp.com. I guess not slash, it's hyphens. Daisy hyphen chain hyphen florida.bandcamp.com. The record is Tragic Magic. It was sent in by Fatty Hurst. They are described simply as Jangle Pop in their bio. Uh, they're described in their tags as alternative Jangle, Jangle Pop, Lo-Fi, New Wave, Power Pop. Okay, cool. You're, the, the, the computer is receiving your input positively thus far. <laughs> um, the opening track on here is what they have queued up to play, so we can go with that. So we're going to listen to Every Day is a Sunbeam by Every Day is a Sunbeam by Daisy Chain off of their EP Tragic Magic. So we just listened to the song Every Day is a Sunbeam by Daisy Chain off of their EP Tragic Magic. And in fact, this is actually a much more apt and appropriate comparison uh, to sort of illustrate the point that we were making previously. Because, you know, the difference between this and Petrov is essentially half the runtime, a quarter of the audio fidelity, a different aesthetic, and a different set of sort of like core reference points for what they're drawing from but Mm -hmm. i loved this so much and i didn't feel a thing except for apathy in concern in in regards to petrov but this 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 ticked all the boxes for me in terms of just like bouncy poppy jangly indie rock even though truly like the difference between this and petrov to somebody not quote unquote in the know is essentially non-existent this did for me everything that a band like petrov could never do and i loved this and i want to listen to the rest of this and this is like perfect sunny day lo-fi indie pop in the vein of a zillion different british and scottish bands from the late 80s and early 90s that i love and cut my teeth on this was great i loved this how'd you feel yeah i didn't this was about halfway there for me um i in the end i i uh i i wipe my hands with this. Um, <laughs> no, thanks. It, it, here's the thing. Like I, I get like where this is coming from and I like some of the influences that are in this, but I, I want a little more. Um, I, I just want it to be, you know, have a little more, uh, 
a little more snarl, a little more like like, like I have like like the, the lyrics, you know, if the lyrics if the lyrics were shitty. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Instead yeah. of just some like light, airy, fucking like, you know, pop song about, you know, I got a feeling you're the one sort of thing. You know what I got a suspicion you're the one sort of thing, right? If For there sure. was just a little bit of a fucking like fly in the ointment there with those lyrics, right? Yeah. Where they were a little more shitty and sarcastic, cool. If there was a little more of an edge, and I, I know that like that's not what they're going for, but like I wouldn't mind hearing just a little bit more um like power in the pop, so to speak. For sure. Yeah. I get that. You know? Yeah. Then, you know, I, I but all all told with the way that it was, you know, with the music, it was just a, it's just too saccharine for me. No thanks. For sure. I get that. And and like also like the the component of of like twee pop and like jangle pop and shit that to me was always the most disposable was that sort of like cutesy romantic element and like to me that was always it was sidelined and like the music was appealing enough that i got really into that shit not because of but very much in spite of the actual sort of like content of the music and so when i see bands that are are aiming to recreate that era and like that very hyper specific sound and, and brand of like twee pop and jangle pop i'm always happy when they shed what to me is just like the least effective uh, component of it. So I'm with you on that. Like I, this would appeal to me more if they retained the, sort of like the sound. Cause I love when, I love when there's a stark juxtaposition between like the quality of the music and the quality of the lyricism. I would have yeah. loved if this was a song about going and uh, pissing on somebody's fucking head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I would, I would love if this was about raining on a parade and like ruining a good time or was uh, some like incisive social commentary or whatever. I would have, uh, I would have liked, to this probably 25% more than it just being kind of uh, very uh, disposable uh, phoned in lyrics about, you know, you've got my heart in your hands type of shit. But yeah. this, and, and, this, and, and, this form appeals to me enough that again, like I think this was well executed enough that I'm, I'm willing to look past the, uh, the bullshit content of the, of the lyricism. And like, I still really like the song. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, for me, you can get away with lyrics like this if, I mean, obviously it's not what they're going for, but if this is more like a cheap trick. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Then I can get away with it. Right. Yeah. Or if it's, uh, you know, if it's a fucking female singer, I'll give you <laughs> like 50% more cred you know what i mean yeah that's that has become like a meme among our listeners it's true i don't i, I it's true like i'm sorry it is it, i if you ask me for shit like this i think that a female singer is more suited to it simple sure. as that right yeah it's I nicer it. on my ears it suits the music better i don't want to hear a dude barfing in my fucking ear <laughs> yeah i'm sure right? you're not the, i'm sure you're not the only one who holds that opinion Whatever. Um, I mean, so, so like this was halfway there, but ult like ultimately no, you know, sure. no. Yeah. Fair enough. It's, this is, um, no. <laughs> okay. If my, no, 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 no. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I like this a whole lot. I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of this. I, I can, uh, I can see this working, working its way into my, uh, into my regular rotation. If, uh, if the rest of the songs are this good, I'm going to check out the rest of this probably later tonight or tomorrow when I'm out and about. 
Um, okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Let's roll the dice one one more time. At you least, know, how many how many vo- messages do we have? So so we have a fucking shit ton. I was actually gonna bring that up. I I was gonna I was gonna bring this up and and try to and maybe maybe uh, assert myself here and make an executive decision that uh, we forego the voicemail section on this particular episode because I haven't gone back and edited it this episode yet obviously um i don't know how much of the preamble i'm gonna keep in i'll probably edit it for content and time so we might lose 15 minutes here or there but like dude i didn't sleep a wink last night i had a long ass day i still gotta edit this and get it up i still gotta fucking eat a little snacky um i i think i think we just save the save the voicemails for next episode because well here's the thing if we do that because the past couple episodes we've had a few uh-huh. Then we got even more. Yeah, but we'll just we can chunk them out. We can do four or five next episode. You know what I'm saying? The the voicemails don't come in with nearly the volume that uh that that like music submissions do. We're not gonna get so, like so, so how many are there? Um I'm not looking at it presently. Let me check. Um I, I can tell you that I have little to no interest in doing any today. One, two, three, okay. four, five, six, seven. There are seven total. So okay. we're that, it's not too bad. If we tackle like four or five on the next on the next episode even if we get a handful more in between here and there we'll be good okay let's just do that then okay cool so, like because uh, i you know i like doing them i like you know whatever i mean some people don't like them but like it's the uh it's 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 like um i would much rather see a band playing a fucking floor with people climbing all over it than fucking on a stage sure yeah i get that. so it's it's that, that part of it is getting to me you know where it's like yeah i want to fucking i don't know have any sort of fucking like interaction with uh, anyone other than just like the ether, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, you know, you, I mean, look, they're not I, all great. I'm just saying they're not all great, but you know. Yeah, well, I mean, look, all good rulers every once in a while go out and and mingle with the rabble. I get what you're saying. Um, not all, all right. of them. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice. This will also maybe give us the chance to get through a little bit more music on this episode. Yeah, I think so. we should do probably, you know, Two just more. try to get a couple more. In. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, five. Okay, five is move. The Bandcamp is move-bhc.bandcamp.com. The record is Freedom Dreams. This is uh, their debut seven inch. They had a demo come out in March of 2020. They are a new Triple B signee. And uh, like I said, I listened to a track off of this. It was being compared favorably to shit like Trapped Under Ice. Um, you know, and like TUI is a band who I fucking love, but who, uh, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of hardcore like TUI, at least contemporary hardcore like TUI that I enjoy pretty much at all. Um this from the track that I heard of it was in that world, but like it just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, just like moshy, bouncy, heavy, hardcore. It just, it, it really rarely spe- speaks to me, but um, I, I could have been in a mood. I could have just been not in the mind, in the, in the right mindset to, uh, to accept what move was offering. So, so we're going to give it a fair shake here. Um, so the song that they have queued up to play is also the eponymous track. So we're going to listen to freedom dreams off the seven inch of the same name by the band move. I'm fighting the fight, the fight. I'm 
lucky that this is all we did. You're lucky that we're not asking for vengeance, because that's easy. But our love is radical. It's abolitionist. It's a future where each and everybody has what they need, what they deserve, what they want. Okay, so we just listened to the song Freedom Dreams off of the seven inch of the same name by the band Move. So uh, so yeah, like I said, I went into this like a little bit preloaded because I think I heard the track, I think it was House of Cards off of this uh, previously and it, it didn't really appeal to me a whole lot. Um, this is pretty much in line with what I remember this sounding like. Like I said, it's kind of like chunky, bouncy, modern hardcore of uh, of a style that like it just doesn't do much for me nine out of ten times. This was well done. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think it achieved what it what it aimed to achieve well. Um, if this is your shit, if this is your style of chunky, moshy hardcore, this is close to as good as it gets for sure. I mean, I understand why this is appealing. Uh, that last breakdown was fun. It was cool. Um, I can see kids going off to this live, et cetera, et cetera. All the same shit that I say every time we're confronted with a band of this style on this show that is good, but I nonetheless don't really connect with, you know what I mean? I like, I feel like a broken record on this shit where it's just like, I've said about as much as I can say about this kind of shit. It is a distinctly modern form that, uh, on occasion does something for me, but, but most of the time it doesn't. And this is, this is no exception. I think it was well done. I was not offended by it at all. Um, I appreciate certainly the lyrical content being about real shit as opposed to like, uh, beating somebody's ass at a show with your bros, um, which is something that is a, a barrier to to entry and a barrier to me enjoying a lot of hardcore that falls in this world. It's just like the false machismo that that so much of it that it, it that it encapsulates so so much of the time. Uh, this is lacking that, which I appreciate and and makes it more palatable to me. But fundamentally, it's just not a style that like most of the time um, I I enjoy a whole lot and. Yeah, this is no exception. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, I, I can see why this is in Triple B, and I bet you people go nuts for it um, by and large, and probably should. I think it sounds pretty good. I don't ever fuck with hardcore like this, period. Yeah, yeah. Um, the closest I get to this is fucking 20 years old. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's fine. Um, the The major deterrent for me with hardcore like this, right? So, like, I thought the breakdown at the end was boring and horrible. I thought it was gratuitous. Um, I actually didn't mind like the, the song up to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, I could have done with it being a little faster. Right. Sure. Um, uh, the main barrier to entry for me with this shit, as you mentioned, is machismo. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate going to shows where bands like this play. I hate listening to bands that sound like this mainly because of the fucking machismo and the fucking bullshit attitude. I hate the, the dudes that are at the fucking show. Um, you know what I mean? That like, get away walking tall while they're slinging an extra 50 pounds because they're fucking, you know, 
23 years old. You know what I'm saying? But like, dude, by the time you're 30, you're going to be fucking fat and shitty and out of fucking shape. Right. Like, like it just, that, that the machismo just turns me right the fuck off. For sure. Um, it by and large has at least since like 97 or Mm -hmm. 96, 97, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just never really got into it. And this is uh, this is hardcore that obviously is like firmly what in, in in the hate breed camp, you know. Yeah. Um, don't really give a shit about any of it. I I have I have never of my own volition listened to an entire hate breed song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I just never have. I don't give a fuck. And you know, topically, fine, cool, right? Make it about real shit, which is way better than the fucking you know tough guy fucking you know Socrates that uh, Jamie Josta and his progeny wish they could be, um, you know, that's dope. Right. Yeah. But like, um, just everything about this just sucks. Right. It's just everything about the, like the, the, the machismo of it sucks. Not this, not move in, in general. I can see why people like this and I get why people like the machismo of it, of like shit like that too. You know? Sure. Um, I think if you, if, if, if I could remove that, my my experience with that, I might I might think a little differently of it, but it's just, I don't know, man. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I'd rather just go. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather fucking just. Um, I'd always rather listen to like more rock and roll in my hardcore. Well, sure, and I think something that we've talked about on a lot too on this show, and you know, not to beat a dead horse on it, but like. I don't ever feel menaced by machismo, right? No. At, at all. No. And I feel annoyed by it. I feel yes, when it's I, just it's irritating, right? Yeah. Like when I see a bunch of dudes, like when I when I see dudes like in fucking like mesh shorts going around, fucking crowd killing, like I'm not like, oh fuck, I'm scared. This is a scary environment. I think this motherfucker is gonna hit me in the face, and I'm gonna be pissed, and I'm gonna get a fight with this fucking idiot, or he's gonna hit one of my fucking friends, or one of my friends' girlfriends, yeah. and it's gonna be. It's never like, oh shit. It's never. I like an environment where I'm like going to a show, and I'm like, oh shit, is somebody gonna throw a brick through the window? Is somebody gonna pull out a fucking combat knife and and start stabbing people? That's like a different air of like menace and like. I like that. I like when shit could go off the fucking wall at any moment. You know what I'm saying? That is a very different thing than just like a group of shitheads there trying to menace people, but ultimately just fucking annoying me. So, yeah, it so is. It, it, it's because it's, it's like, it's, it's just, it's too, um, it's, it's, it's planned. It's cultivated. It's organized, right? It's not yeah. actual chaos, right? Right. It's playtime is what it is. It's playtime. Let's yes. go, let's go, let's go have playtime. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. You for know, sure. And, and like, I don't know that, that, that's false. Um, that's yeah. false. And, and, and like, just like, again, I'm not talking about move here. Um, but sonically they're, you know, indistinguishable from loads of shit that I don't really like. Um, so I'm going to stay in, you know, like it's, it's false. It's, um, it's hokey. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's hokey and, and, and it's and like, it's hokey and, and there is, uh, it's very coordinated in terms of like it's a, it's, it's like fashion and it's culture. It's yeah. very, it's very coordinated and, and like, and, and cultivated. 
Yeah. Um, if I see you with facial hair, a beard, if I see a white guy with a beard and a fucking flat brim with some script on it, right? Yeah. And a fucking black t-shirt with like either like an area code on it with some brass knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> or like Letterman script that I, you know, even if I don't know what it says or like, or like a word on it that says like, you know, like, like, like Letterman script that says like, even with, even if I don't know what the band is and I just see like flat, br- white dude, flat brim script on the fucking hat, beard. Um, and then like black t-shirt with uh letter Letterman script that says like, you know, tower of Babel. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know you like shitty hardcore. <laughs> Yeah, well, and if you throw anything in there about fucking loyalty or whatever. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, what the fuck is that all about? What are you guys, a crime syndicate? <laughs> yeah, it's well, loyalty. So, a lot of them do aspire to be a crime syndicate. Yeah, though. yeah, I know. I know. We've talked about it before. They're like the most fucking mayonnaise milk toast motherfuckers that like suddenly, uh, you know, I don't know, get together with their homies and, 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 and like you know, fucking do their Kabbalah bullshit on Jamie Josta's fucking lyrics and, uh, you know, suddenly walk away thinking that they're all fucking like, you know, dons of the local hardcore organized crime at syndicate. Yeah. It's so far. It, it, that shit. I mean, though, you know, largely that stuff has been present in hardcore to some extent, almost from jump. And it's been, and it's been lame the entire fucking time, dude. It's, and like, it's, it's, I saw a guy today. I haven't seen one in a minute, but we are in Fort Wayne. I saw a guy today with what I walking across town. It was yesterday. I was walking across town and there was a dude in front of me that I thought had like a biker jacket on. Yeah. I was like, why is this guy walking with a biker jacket? Because you never see fucking bikers just walking by themselves across town, right? Yeah, not usually. And it was a Sons of Anarchy jacket. <laughs> I think Hell we've yeah. made the comparison before, dude. Your hardcore crew is as real and as fucking scary as the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. Cause like never in my life have I felt like my life was in danger from from like a fucking hardcore crew. I've just felt like burdened by the annoyance of possibly getting my ass beat, which is a very, very different emotion. It's just like, oh great, cool. I'm going to get in a fight with these fucking idiots tonight and they're going to swarm me. Great. Cool. Yeah. Ru- I, I was ru- never in my night. That was, awesome. yeah. I mean, I was obviously too old for that to be a concern of mine or sure. even like, you know, like, you know, I think that there's an upper limit, you know what I mean? Like obviously there's an upper age limit Yeah. when um, taking like, an aggressive posture towards anybody to hardcore show is really fucking stupid. I think that age limit is probably like 26. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yes. You know what I mean? Like at that point, dude, come on, man. Right. I get it. Your balls have descended. I get it. Right. Yeah. You're, you're a real grown man. Right. <laughs> and you like those groovy bouncing rhythms in your hardcore. I get it. Right. Look at that beard. Wow. That's a good job, buddy. That's a nice beard you grew there. Right? Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool, man. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I guess. So I don't know. Like I said, this this is just a style of hardcore that I I, I literally have since its nascency not never really given a fuck. I fuck with the shit 
that inspired this sort of hardcore. Sure. Yes. But I don't fuck with what is happening. Um, in the past 20 years when it comes to something that sounds like this. For sure. And like, just to real quick speak, just because we, so as so often happens when we get this style of hardcore, you know, we talk about the same old things, whereas like a lot of it is not applicable to, to move, at least in my experience of what I'm like reading, at least what I'm reading, like thematically. Right. So like mm-hmm. that being the case to speak qualitatively about the music, just real quick before we, before we keep it moving. I think with so much of shit, so much hardcore that falls into this, to this world, I just like want more from it because like the, the skeleton of what exists, I find like appealing on some level but there's just it could always be faster it could always be more ripping some of the fat Mm -hmm. could always be trimmed and there are bands who do that on occasion and those are the bands in this world that i do connect with that one percent of the time i mean i think that band end it from baltimore is a really good example they're really good at it they're super good at it they're playing like chunky bouncy hardcore but they are pulling more from that like breakdown world and that like killing time world and they're like keeping sort of like the bare bones structure of that approach more intact and not weighing it down with like so much of the shit that to me feels just kind of extraneous and unnecessary with a lot of modern iterations of this shit. So that's, I guess that's what I, I just always want this to do more and be more ripping and like be less up its own ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like my, my rant about the mask, obviously, like I said, I'm not going to move anymore, but like, yeah, it's just generally the, everything that accompanies hardcore that sounds like this, I don't fucking like period. Yeah. Um, so another band, you know, that speaking of Boston and so forth, another band that like is pulling from the same sort of shit, but does it in a way that I find me like, like rival mob. Oh yeah, sure. You know, I mean, (laughs) Yeah, I'll go for that any fucking day, right? Yeah. Um, because uh, I don't know. There's more punk in that, and less just uh, whatever chest thumping bravado for sure. Um, but yo, if uh, like I said, if uh, if if this is your style of hardcore, I, I get why you like this move. Is doing it about as well as it can be done. Yeah. Um, so so there you go. Let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time, and then uh, then wrap it up for the night. Uh, five. Okay, five is Road Pig. The Bandcamp is roadpig.bandcamp.com. I don't know anything about this other than that it's from New Jersey, and I, I really was not provided any sort of context uh, for this at all. It looks like it's just one song, too. Um, and it came out on February 1st. Yeah. So it's it said oh, it, it's from the forthcoming demo tape. So oh, it's from a forthcoming. Hopefully, there's demo. more than one, like a minute thirty four. And I'm going to tell you right now, things are getting kind of. Redi- I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we've talked about the ephemeral nature of punk and hardcore and so forth, but like things are getting like reduced to almost an absurd level where everything is basically just like a five song project that is potentially going to be put out on a tape and it doesn't exist as anything else ever again anywhere for any reason. Yeah. Um, and it's like getting to the point where it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But like, why actually pay attention? You know, yeah, for sure. A demo with one song that's a minute 34 on it would be, um, egregious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, I guess, you know, even if this is just a precursor to a demo, why give us a promo of the demo? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like just just put out the whole right. demo in, in one go, right, man. because like a demo is a demo. It is not the actual release, right? Yeah. In fact, 
it would go so far to say that like the actual release might include a few of the demo songs re-recorded and sure. polished, right? Indeed. <laughs> yes. It's Traditionally, like, that's how that works. Yes. Right. Right. It's like it's like they're 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 sketches of some uh, uh, of what's to come. It's not the be all end all. So just give us the fucking songs, right? Yeah, for sure. Yes, I I I can tell you right now. I do not need a promo of your demo. <laughs> so yeah, so I the, know. the well, fact did, that they didn't give me a promo of the song. Give me like a fifteen second clip of the song that fades <laughs> out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At this point, this is just this is one. This is one step shy of a fucking iTunes of an iTunes sample. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, we're we're gonna listen to it. So we're gonna listen to Road Pig by Road Pig, which is one song off of a demo that does not yet exist. Greetings from the humongous, the Lord humongous, the warrior of the wasteland. The Ayatuna of Rock and Roller! Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we just listened to Road Pig by Road Pig off of their forthcoming demo. Right, Nick, Nick, go ahead. Tell us how you feel. You know, that was fucking pointless, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we it might as well have been a fucking 25 fucking second sampler on iTunes, right? Yes. We had to sit through 40, like 40 seconds, more like... Like half the song listening to a clip from fucking uh, Mad Max. Yep. And then things really didn't take off until there was like, you know, 45 seconds left. Yeah. And even then it felt like half of a song. For sure. Yes. Like, I guess it was fine. It was just sloppy, shitty fucking rock and roll, like rocking crust and roll, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Um, You know, I don't know. Like, it seems like. It seems like a lot of effort for not a lot of anything. But yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Like, you know, like maybe if this, it, you know, like, okay, minute 34, right? And yeah. it's like a, a preview of the demo, right? Yeah. And it's the fucking, it's the fucking, you know, it's the beginning of City Weapons by Inepsy, right? Yeah. If I hear that intro, I know the rest of that song, that the rest of that album is going to fucking rip. For sure. That's all I need to hear, right? Yeah. And like this, 
if that's if that's what you're coming out the fucking door with, no. And you know, I, probably young folks. So you know, it's it's like it's touching on something that is almost there that I really like, right? Sure. Yeah. But it's not quite polished enough. This sort of shit needs riffs and it needs to be fucking watertight. Yeah. Well, yes, yes, or. Or hard the other way. <laughs> well, <laughs> or, well, it depends. It depends. But I see. I think this is going more like the fucking rock and roll sort of like in sure. Epsy way is what what I'm thinking of here. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, this this kind of stuff, you know, it, it exists in that kind of like hard to place amorphous area that exists between like punk and crust and like speed metal and like proto black metal and thrash, right? And like, I've actually been on this tip. I spent way too much money on an original combat pressing of uh of possessed second record uh beyond the gates the other day um on cassette how much did you spend you mind if i ask uh, 20 bucks but i mean that's oh, just that's not bad i was gonna say because that's not a super expensive record no but it's just a lot to spend on a cassette you know what i'm saying oh uh, on a cassette yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'd spend that on the gatefold lp um not the cassette. Well, the, <laughs> well, well, I did, um, and uh, also an original pressing of uh, Morbid Tales on cassette and a, and a few other things. But uh, okay, but uh, so so I'm I'm in a headspace where I'm receptive to this, and like I'm I'm okay with like the amateurism and kind of the sloppiness of this and shit. And like this is definitely like I said in that same kind of like amorphous, hard to place world where it's bringing in a lot of in various disparate ex, quote unquote extreme music influences and i think like you said it is getting at something that i like a whole lot um but there's so little to sink my teeth into here it just feels like a really fruitless exercise for this to even exist in its current form like truly just wait until the fucking whole demo comes out man like we don't we don't need 45 seconds of music and like i i feel I would be remiss if I were to like actually try to make a judgment about the quality of this based on what I just heard because there was so little there. I think that this is promising. I would I will definitely listen to the rest of this demo when it comes out. Send it our way when it comes out because I would like to listen to this within the context of like five or six more songs um, because it it it's it's also I think getting it you know talking about this style of music. I think it's cool and kind of interesting and I'm not sure what triggered it, but like I'm happy that this style of music is kind of uh, part of the hardcore and metal zeitgeist at the moment because it hasn't sure. been for quite some time. And it's like a, it's, it's a subsect of like metal and punk that I really like. Um, and, and I'm glad sort of like the raw proto black metal, speed metal shit, um, crust and roll. I'm glad that shit is, is like, it seems like it's in the nascency of having a moment and I'm not bummed about that. But, uh, yeah, as far as this band specifically, there's just, there's not enough here for me to comment on. I think it's, it's getting at something that I like for sure. I, I will have to revisit it when there's more than 45 seconds of music for me to, to digest. Yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of how I feel. Like I, I don't really f i i like plenty of stuff that sounds like this um but there's just not a lot for me me there to like make a really good judgment on what i think about it yeah 
what I could think is like a lot of the pretense or, or, or what, what I understand or interpreting as pretense in like the, the release of this is uh, annoying, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yes. it certainly doesn't like what I heard certainly doesn't live up to the hype of like a pre-order. Right. And like a promo track. For sure. Right. Yeah. If you want that, you got to sound 10 times better. For sure. Right. Yep. It's got to be tighter. It's got to be louder. It's got to be better played. It's got to be like, like I said, riffs and fucking watertight playing. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Because otherwise this is just like basement scum fucks that are trying to, you know, punch above their class. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So on that note, uh, I guess we can, we can wrap it up for the day. Like I said, I still haven't gone back and edited, so I don't, you know, I don't know what the actual runtime of this is going to be, but even if I, uh, edit, even if I edited out the preamble entirely, we still have a, a, a formidable runtime on this episode. Ain't nobody going to be bummed. So we're going to forego, uh, voice messages this, this, this week, and, uh, we'll jump back into them next week. Um, I already looked and there's two AJ voicemail, voicemails from the same, <laughs> the same week the, well, the, the the dude will never learn so <laughs> um so we'll uh we'll, we'll piece them out over the course of the next couple weeks um, okay if you uh want to submit music to the podcast it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com just make sure your submission is a year or less old uh if you want to become a patron it is patreon.com slash demo listen podcast part eight part eight of uh the napalm death family tree uh, has been live for a little while now, and uh, I think Nate and I should be reconvening sometime in the next week or so to record part nine. We're getting towards the end of that, and then we will uh, we'll do something different. And I will be I, we'll step away from maybe a, a family tree for a, for a minute <laughs> for for a good minute. Yes, I will. I will be stoked. I will be stoked to uh, to to do something entirely different than that. Um, so if you're if you're getting burnt out on the Napalm Death family tree, we're almost at the end, and uh, we'll do something different. Uh, $5 and up gets you access to all of the Patreon content. $10 and up gets you access to all the Patreon content plus tapes that we put out. Um, and uh, the next demo listen tape release should be going to press here pretty soon. I think I've got everything I need from the band. So uh, at some point in the next couple months, expect an announcement about that. And then uh, if you want to call, it's 260-222-8341, but I don't necessarily encourage it this week because we already got like seven or eight voicemails to catch up on. Uh, and if you uh, like the show, rate and review it on iTunes, all that good shit. Beyond that, uh, we've already rambled on long enough, so I think we'll, we'll, yeah. call, it, we'll call it here for this week and uh, catch you. Catch so, sorry week. that I'm uh, out of touch fucking racist, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, as, a, as a white man, I think I'm in the perfect position to forgive you for that. So you're That's what I was going to say. As a white man, you're in the perfect position to tell me as a white man that, I'm o- that, that it's okay. Yeah, exactly. So I'll just go ahead and absolve you right now. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one. All right, later.